0: I'm going to the book of Ezekiel chapter 22 <laughs> chapter 22 verse 30 are you ready here we go and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it but I found none therefore have I poured out mine indignation upon them I have consumed them with the fire of my wrath their own way have i recompense upon their heads saith the lord god and i like to read one uh, two verses from the new testament two verses from the old two verses from the new in romans chapter 8 verse 26 likewise the spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered, and he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And for the next few moments, I want to encourage you Amen. and Amen. tell you that God is calling us to this most powerful ministry of intercession. Amen. So I'm going to talk about the powerful ministry of intercession, and I know without even asking. That Some of you have already been spending more time in prayer. I can feel it. You've been spending more time in prayer than what you did before because God is calling you, actually calling you, into a prayer-powerful ministry of intercession. Thank you, Father, for your goodness, your mercy to us. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Now, this powerful ministry of intercession, is it doesn't matter if you're young or old. I, I know of a, a revival that took place on the Isle of Lewis and there was a boy, a young boy that got the ministry of intercession and when they asked him to pray, he began to pray and the power of God would fall in that room and people would actually fall out on the floor because of power that came forth from God when that boy started praying. So I know that, that prayer ministry can be had by the young and also know that it can be had by the elders. So, uh, and, and again, in that same revival, remember there was uh, two sisters. I think one was 82 and the other one was 84. And they started praying for revival to come to their island. And an 82-year-old and 84-year-old, one was blind and the other one had severe physical deformities. But they prayed. And as they began to pray, God brought in a revival like the Isle of Lewis had never seen before. They said sailors sailing by the island on their ships would begin to weep, and they didn't know why they were weeping, but the presence of God would come upon them because those two senior ladies were praying so hard, and they prayed until hundreds and thousands of people gave their lives to God. So I'm telling you, I'm encouraging you because I feel in the Holy Ghost that God is calling us into this powerful ministry of intercession that always comes just before the greatest revival you've ever seen. We are entering into the greatest revival. Now, don't think the devil's going to take this laying down, okay? He's going to try to stop you. He's going to try to offend you. He's going to try to distract you. Doesn't matter. You know how he works. Don't even worry about him. Just keep believing and praising God because God has got his hand on you. There, there's this powerful ministry of intercession. I can feel in the Holy Ghost that God is imparting to the people that want to have this ministry. I, I know several of you have been meeting at the church Se- several of you have been coming uh, on more than one day have been coming to the church and, and praying and seeking God, and I can feel it in the Holy Ghost that God is imparting there 's a divine impartation that God is imparting to those who strongly desire for God to do so that Let's put it this way. You also strongly desire for God to make changes in you. You want God to make changes in your family. You want God to make changes in your community. You know, we can sit around and complain about the president. We can complain about the governor and we can just sit there and bellyache. That doesn't do any good. But when we begin to pray, God begins to move, and God begins to do things. And and I know there's people in here that are concerned about your city, you're concerned about your state, you're concerned about your nation, and God is calling you to prayer. Praise God. And here's what he's doing. He's looking for people, individuals among us, who desire to go by way of prayer into his presence like they never have before. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from. If you want this, God will give it to you because he's calling for people to come into his presence in ways that you have never gone before and depths of the spirit that you've never been to before. Praise God. There is a world that is right next to our physical world. It's the spiritual world. And sometimes when you start praying you stick your hands into that world. And sometimes if you keep praying, you forget about where you are. And you forget about time and space. And, and suddenly you're in a place where there's angels flying around saying, holy, holy, holy. And God is allowing you to go into the presence of God. It's a powerful, powerful thing that God is calling somebody right now in this room. God is calling several of us to this. And we're going to cross over into that spiritual realm where we can affect things, where we can change things. We can actually change the course of destiny for somebody when we enter into this powerful ministry of prayer. There's a place only reached by intercessory prayer. Where God will reveal to you visions. Some of you have never had a vision, but if you'll just begin to believe God, God's going to let you go into a place where you'll be able to see visions that God will give you. And not just a pictorial vision, but a vision for what God wants to do in your family, a vision for what God wants to do in your church, a vision for what God wants to do in you. And so, There is a wonderful place where God is going to reveal to you. Some of you are about to have some God dreams. Where God's going to speak to you in a dream. I just feel like now we're entering into a place where God is ready to move on our city, on our state. I really do believe there's hundreds and thousands of people that are ready to come into the kingdom of God and all we need now is to have some intercessors, some prayer warriors that begin to go into the kingdom of God, begin to go into the spirit realm and believe God for great and mighty things. There's a place in the presence of God where a mere mortal, just think about that, just a common person, is allowed to bring the needs of others into God's presence. And receive answers that otherwise would have not been received, and it's the most powerful thing. I'll never forget, and it's an old story. But my friend Don Hanscom, remember, he was a missionary to Pakistan, and he was the one. This little boy was fell off of a roof, and and as very young, like a preschool age, was dying and laying on the hospital bed. In Pakistan. And Donald Hanscom was on his knees beside his son's bed and he was crying out, Jesus, Jesus. And a Pakistani walked over and said, No, 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 no. You must call upon Allah. He said, Leave me alone. I know who I'm praying to. Jesus, Jesus. And you remember the story? Well, he was screaming the name Jesus in this crowded ward of a third world country in a third world hospital. He said, a man walked into the ward. Wow, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I feel like some of you are going to entertain angels. A man walked into the ward and and he spoke to Brother Hanscom. He said, these words, the Lord Jesus has sent me to pray for your son. Now this is in a Muslim country. He's one of the very few people that is a Christian of any stripe. And this man walked into this ward and says, The Lord Jesus has sent me to pray for your son. Brother Hanscom said, he stepped around me, laid his hand upon my son's head, and he was instantly totally healed. The boy came back to consciousness, and he said, Daddy, I'm sorry I was playing on the roof. His dad began to hug him, and then he thought, i got to thank this man who came and prayed. And he turned around to thank him, and he was gone. He ran out in the hall, ran down to the exit, gone. But the part of the story I want you to remember that's extremely important is that back here in North America, when he came back to stateside, and he was ministering in a church in Canada, actually, and a lady came up to him after church and said, Brother Hanscom, was that on? And she named a date, and he said, that's the date. She said, well, would it have been and she named the time and they calculated the time difference between that city and Lahore, Pakistan where he was and he said that's the time the angel walked in she said Brother Hanscom I was doing my dishes and my telephone began to ring and an operator said when I picked up the phone she said you have a, a long distance call from the nation of Pakistan and she said Operator, I don't know anybody in Pakistan. But the operator ignored her. And all of a sudden, she said there was a voice speaking. And it was uh, speaking vehemently. It was speaking excitedly. And she said, I couldn't understand a word that was being said. She said, I assumed they were, she was speaking, this person was speaking in the Pakistani language. But I couldn't understand a word. She said, but while that person was speaking to me on the phone. You're hearing me? In the Pakistani language, I began to weep. I felt a burden, and I began to weep, and then I I began to to, to know that that somebody in Pakistan was in trouble. So she said, the phone went dead. I hung it up. I wiped off my hands with the uh, dish towel, and I fell at the couch, and immediately I was in the spirit. She said, I began to pray in tongues. I began to pray in the spirit. And while she was praying in the spirit is exactly the time that this Pakistani man walked into the ward and said, The Lord Jesus has sent me to pray for your son. Praise God. I want to tell you, I thank God for that little lady. I don't even know her name. But I thank God for that little lady who was sensitive enough to the Lord that she stopped what she was doing and she wiped off her hands and fell to the couch and began to pray and talk in tongues and pray in the Spirit. And while she's doing that, the Lord sent His angel. Oh my God, folks. I believe that God is ready to do those kinds of things right here in Maine, right here in Augusta, Maine. Is somebody, will somebody lift your hands right now. I know the devil doesn't want you to do it, but I wonder if you just lift your hands and dip your hands into the spirit world right now. Hallelujah! I give you praise. I lift my hands to the Lord. I lift my hands into that spiritual world that's right beside this physical world. Hallelujah! 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 John the Revelator found that place, remember, after he was banished to the Isle of Patmos, and he was in trouble. A lot of things had happened, but he began to pray, and the Bible said that he was in the Spirit. He said, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. There's something about it. When you get in the Spirit, praise God. There's something about it. When you begin to get in the presence of God, it changes everything. Here's John, the revelator. He may have been sore. He may have had burns. We know he survived. We don't know what the pain level was. But no matter what it was, we know that on that barren, craggy island, he got in the Spirit. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. Any day that you want to, you can get into the Spirit of God. Things may not be going as good today as they went yesterday, or, or maybe things happened yesterday that you regret. But if you'll just begin to worship and praise God, you can get into the presence of God. And before you leave this building tonight, you can be talking in tongues, uh, praying in the Spirit, and God can be dispatching angels where they're needed. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. hallelujah he got in the spirit and all of a sudden he forgot about his burns he forgot about being banished and he said I, I tell you what he said I got in the spirit and I heard a great voice he said and it was saying I am alpha and omega the first and the last and what thou seest write in the book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia listen more Christ- a lot of Christians have no idea how powerful they can be. I'm talking about, you just go ahead, you, lately we've been talking about declaring things, right? We've been talking about claiming things. You have no idea how powerful you are. You're made in the image of God and, and you begin to declare things, right? You begin to declare, this is the way it's going to be. I declare it in the name of Jesus. I declare right now that I'm healed. I declare right now I'm filled. I declare right now that God is working this out. I declare that God is going to bless me like I've never been blessed before. Why don't we just stop right now and whether you want to stand or sit, I wonder how many would just like to begin to declare in the name of Jesus what you want God to do. Begin to declare it right now. I begin to declare in the name of Jesus, uh, I'm going to be full of the Holy Ghost like I've never been before. I declare in the name of Jesus that people are being healed. I declare in the name of Jesus uh, that God is working a work. I declare in the name of Jesus uh, that I'm going to be serving God all the days of my life. I declare in the name of Jesus uh, that I shall rise above every difficulty, above every trial. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I declare victory for me. I declare victory for my family. I declare victory for you. I declare victory in the name of Jesus for your families in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Somebody's got to make a little bit of an effort. It's a little effort, but it's all right. Make that effort. The devil doesn't want you doing it, but just make that effort. Nobody said you were perfect, but I believe that you're sincere. You may not be perfect, but you're sincere. Somebody stand to your feet right now, lift your hands and begin to praise God. I don't care what you say, but just begin to praise him. I love you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I praise you, God. I I know you're bringing me through I know you're working all things out I know God you're doing great and mighty things oh I praise you God I praise you I praise you I praise you man I'm dipping my hands right now into that spiritual world that's right next to our world somebody can receive the Holy Ghost right now right where you are the presence of God is here hallelujah God's able God's able to change that situation. God is able to help you. God is able. Now begin to declare it. In the name of Jesus, I declare. And you tell me. You tell God what you're declaring. In the name of Jesus, I declare that husband's going to be saved. I declare that wife is going to be victorious. In the name of Jesus, I declare healing for my child. In the name of Jesus, I declare it. And you just begin to speak it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. My God, you can sit down if you want. When we make an intentional effort to become an intercessor, we enter a realm where the impossible becomes possible. When we make that intentional effort to be an intercessor, in other words, uh, going to God, not just for myself, but for the needs of somebody else. We enter into a realm where the impossible becomes possible. And it brings great results. The Word of God says in Zechariah chapter 4, This is the Word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. You know, an interesting thing is, we don't have to say, God, please, can I be an intercessor? God is actually looking for people. If you say, I'd like to be an intercessor, you say, well, I, I already put that in your heart. I'm the one that made you feel that. I'm the one that that made you desire to do that. You can intercede. And so God is looking for intercessors. And the Bible says in the scripture we read in Ezekiel tonight, that God said, and I sought for a man among them. I sought for a man that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. So notice that God is looking for people. He's looking for a committed person to make up the hedge and to stand in the gap. So that he will not have to destroy them, I know there 's lots of evil going on our in our nation right now. I know that evil's being called good, good's being called evil, but what we need now is for somebody to be an intercessor. Where would lot have been if it had not been for Uncle Abraham? Abraham was up there on the mountain saying, "Lord, if there 's fifty righteous, would you spare the city? He was doing the work of an intercessor. If he just said, "Man." lots on his own I got enough stuff to do I got cattle and sheep all kinds of stuff to do I got a family to take care of no he said I'm going to intercede and when he had the chance he began to say God if you have if there's 50 righteous in the city would you spare it well we know the city didn't get spared but we know lot did Lot and his wife and his two daughters were brought out of the city. And I think that you can see a solid case that it was because of the intercession of Abraham. Somebody say praise the Lord. Lord. Hallelujah. So he's looking for somebody to make up the head, stand in the gap, so he will not have to destroy this nation. In Ezekiel's day, God said, I looked for an intercessor, but I found none. It could have been so different if God could have found an intercessor. It could have been victory instead of defeat. It could have been life instead of death. Listen, whenever you start to make a dedication to God, the devil is going to try to discourage you and try to stymie you and try to detour you and try to distract you. Don't let it happen. No one ever said Christians were perfect. We're just trying. We're doing our best to live for God. And you get up, you dust off your knees, and you begin going at it again. You serve God. If you make a mistake, you don't say, well, I guess I just don't qualify. I made a mistake. No, you made a mistake because you're human. Now get up and dust off your britches, and let's keep going. God is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that you ask or even think. And so it's amazing to me that God will allow a person to intercede, to intervene on the behalf of somebody else. And He allowed Abraham to intercede for Lot. Praise God. Praise God. Do you remember the story that Apostle Peter was thrown into jail, placed under the watchful eyes of four squads of soldiers, of four soldiers each? He's kept in prison. But notice what happened. But prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. You know what? Peter's life could have very well been ended if it had not been that the church began to pray and they began to intercede to God. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between soldiers bound, two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. And he went out and followed him and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel but he thought he saw a vision and they passed I'm going to quit reading now they passed the first uh, guard station they went by the, the second guard station and they came to the big great big irons of the city and the city gates opened by themselves without any human hands that is it was all because some people were gathered in a home and they were praying. Oh God, touch our good brother Peter. God, touch him, I pray. God, you see right now, they're intending to execute him. They've already executed James. Now they're planning on executing him. Oh God, we're not going to take this. We're going to pray. Until you... And while they're praying, God sent an angel wow i feel the holy ghost how about you these miracles happened because they entered into the powerful ministry of intercession let's take a look real quick at the apostle paul in second thessalonians chapter 3 verse 1 he said finally brethren pray for us why that the word of the lord may have free course And be glorified even as it is with you. You want to see the preaching anointed? You want to see signs and miracles taking place every time we come together? I'll tell you what you do. Pray for us. Get in the Holy Ghost and pray for us. Why? That the word of the Lord may have free course. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men. For all men have not faith. So the apostle, Paul said, even though he was an apostle, he said, pray for us. That the word of the Lord may have free course. In other words, that the word of the Lord can spread rapidly and run its course. He depended on people. He said, I want you to enter into intercessory prayer. And he said, your prayers will keep me from being delivered into the hands of unreasonable and wicked men. Several years ago in the city of Bangor, a guy was thinking about starting some kind of a ministry, and he he was a guy that worked quite a few hours, and so by the time, it was summertime, and by the time he got done with his job that day, it was late in the evening. He thought, I'm going to walk across the bridge, and and I'm going to check on this area that I want to start a ministry in, and so he was walking across the bridge and a car pulled up, and some guys got out, and they started coming toward him, and he, all of a sudden, he felt evil. He knew they were going to hurt him. And just that last week, someone had thrown somebody off the bridge. It had been like a week before that. And so he realized, these are the same people, and they're going to do it to me. And all of a sudden, those guys stopped up short, and they looked, and they ran back to their vehicle. This happened in Bangor. They ran back to the vehicle. And they got in their vehicle and they sped away. And as they were going, they're saying, oh, There's too many of them. I can't, we can't deal with them. There's too many of them. Those big guys. There's too many of them. Now this guy was by himself. He thought. But the angels of the Lord were camping around about him. And while he's walked across that bridge, they started to come after him. And they went and ran for their car. And they got out of, off the bridge and out of Dodge. I just feel like we're going to see God do some supernatural things that we could never, ever imagine. And it's all going to come from the avenue, from the avenue of prayer. I want you to get excited about your prayer. I want you to realize that when you're praying, God is going to be listening. And that you're going to have a chance to to affect the world. You can affect your family. I'll never forget, I was just a, a kid in school. And I'd witness to this boy, his name was Bob Davis. Just like Sister Maureen's husband. His name was Bob Davis. And I witnessed to him... He came to the house of God, got the Holy Ghost, got baptized in Jesus' name, and then his parents decided they didn't want him living for God. They didn't want him going to the Pentecostal church. They 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 didn't like it at all, and they began to restrict him and tell him, "You cannot go." And I'll, I'll never forget. I was back in the backyard of our home, and I'd gone into the woods where I had a secret prayer place, just a teenager, and I started praying. And I prayed, Lord, I can't go to Bob. I'm asking you, would you bring him here today? And I'm talking in tongues and I'm praying in the spirit. And I said, I want you to bring him here today. When I got done praying, I walked around uh, through the backyard, through the side yard. And when I came around the front corner of the house, Bob's car was pulling into my driveway. He graduated that year and I came to Maine to preach revivals across the state of Maine and Bob Davis came with me. And I don't know if some of the older folks might remember but he he played a a trumpet. And he came out of, uh, he came, actually played a French horn as well. Played French horn in in the band but when he came to Maine he only had a trumpet to bring. But uh, he traveled with me all over the state of Maine. But one day a teenager was on my face before God, and I said, Lord, Bob's in trouble. I don't know what to do, God. And I began to pray in the Spirit. You can think what you want, but when you begin to pray in the Spirit, and you begin to pray in tongues, I'll explain to you just a little bit more before I get done. There are powerful things that are happening. There is lightning and thunder and, and explosions taking place in the Spirit world. And God doesn't care if you're six years old. I remember a little girl that used to stand in the front of the church when I was a kid. She might have been four or five years old. Her hair already hung down past her waist. So I don't know how old she was Sister Stoops, do you remember? I don't remember. Three? She said three. And she would come down to the front, and that little child would lift her hands, little sweet little girl, and she'd start praying. All of a sudden, her face would begin to shine, and her mouth would begin to stammer. And she'd start speaking in tongues, and she would stand there. Sister Stoops can tell you, she would stand there for an hour or more. And she would forget about where she was. She would forget about the people around her. And God began to use her as a small little child. It doesn't matter what your age is. What it matters is is that you just believe that God is calling you. And begin to zero in on God. And begin to praise and worship the Lord. Hallelujah. And begin to pray until you get into the Spirit. And that's where things happen. Somebody say praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah remember when uh, elisha came back from getting the mantle from elijah and he's comes to the jordan river and he takes the mantle of elijah and he rolls it together and he swings it over his head and he smacks the water and he screams where is the lord god of elijah remember that that week yet And the Bible said the waters rolled back. And Elisha walked across the Jordan on dry ground. I got news, young and old, here tonight. It is not a question now of where is the Lord God of Elijah. The question now is where are the Elijahs of the Lord God? You don't know who you are, but you are powerful. You may not realize it, but you are powerful in God. And when you begin to worship and you begin to pray, I'm going to tell you what hell is trembling when you're praying. And when you begin to, your mouth begins to stammer and you begin to speak in tongues and you just stay with it and just keep praising and worshiping God. You begin to move into a spiritual realm and you begin to take authority over situations. My God, lift your voice with me. Let's praise the Lord again. Hallelujah Hallelujah. The Apostle Paul told about an experience he had in prayer that I thought was pretty interesting. It's in Second Corinthians chapter 12 and verse two. He said, "I knew a man in Christ uh, uh, above 14 years ago, whether watch this. I'm reading this from Scripture. Whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body, I cannot tell." Now, if I wasn't reading this from the Bible, you'd start saying, wow, he's getting weird. But this is what the Bible says. Paul says, 14 years ago, something happened to me. He said, I don't even know if I was in my body or if it was an out-of-body experience. He said, I'll tell you what. I was caught up to the third heaven. And I knew such a man. Whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell God knoweth." How that he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for man to utter. I have no idea what Paul saw, but he saw things that is not lawful for him to even repeat. God took him and showed him things. My God. He took him and showed him things that that he had never seen before he said it was such an experience he said it happened 14 years ago he said i can't even tell you if i was in my body or out of my body he says but i saw things that i can't even tell you about it was in the new testament where they were praying and while they were praying the building started shaking now, you and I are about to see some stuff that we've never seen before. And I'm trying to get you to, to, uh, to understand what the Holy Ghost is saying. We're about to see some things we've never seen. The people were gathered together praying. And while they were praying, the Bible says that the place where they were praying started shaking. I remember Brother Cole who's gone on to be with the Lord, but my, he was a friend and he was a mighty man of God. He was a missionary for several years to Thailand and in his ministry, he saw thousands upon thousands filled with the Holy Ghost, multiplied thousands. But most people don't know one of the secrets behind his success. Before the revival started in Thailand, while they were in Thailand, Brother Cole came home one day from trying to do the work of God and his wife was laying on the floor. And he said, Honey, get up. She didn't answer him. He said, Get up off the floor. And finally she said, Honey, I can't. I've been praying for hours. I don't have the strength to get up off the floor. And from that intercessory prayer, from that lady who was an intercessor, Thousands of people begin to be filled with the Holy Ghost in Thailand. I'm preaching to somebody right now that God is calling you right now. And he's saying, I'm going to give you the powerful ministry of an intercessor. And I'll tell you what, you're going to see visions. You're going to dream dreams. You're going to see people in your family saved. You're going to see people healed. You're going to see people delivered. And it doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are. He's just looking for somebody that will say, okay, God, I want to be an intercessor. So I come to the conclusion of this message tonight because I want to give you some practical information to help you. How do I enter into this ministry? Okay, here's how you do it. Number one, I'm going to give you just a short list. This is how you enter into the ministry of an intercessor. Number one, it has to be intentional. You have to intentionally expect to meet with God. Don't don't feel like, well, I'm going to go and it's going to be tough. No, go believing that God is going to meet you. When you start praying, the first thing is expect God to meet with you. <clears throat> Number two, be fervent. Begin to declare things right off the bat. Begin to speak with fervency. Begin to pray with fervency and be positive. Listen. We've all done it, but don't be one of these people that while somebody else is praying fervently, you're sitting there watching them pray fervently. (laughs) You won't get anything doing that. But what you will get, you will get something great from God if you'll become that intercessor that God is already calling you to be. You don't have to work at this. This is going to be something that God's going to help you to do. And you're going to be powerful. All right, so be fervent, positive. Number three. Begin with praise. When you're going to be an intercessor, you start out by praising God. And, and I like to follow the pattern of the Lord's Prayer in Matthew. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13, I follow that little example of prayer. And it, it's, it makes prayer very effective. So I, when the Lord's Prayer says, Our Father, I spend a little bit of time saying, Thank you. Yeah. I was outside the, the grace of God, but now I'm your child. Oh, thank God, our Father. And I spent a few minutes thanking Him for being my Father, for adopting me, for bringing me into His. which art in heaven. Then I start, I say, which art in heaven? That means, God, you're in charge. You're on the throne. I praise you because you're on the throne, which art in heaven. God, you are a complete control. Hallowed be thy name. That means I spent a moment or two just thanking God for that wonderful, precious name of Jesus. And I mentioned that name over and over. I love the name of Jesus. I love to say the name of Jesus. You know, I found out with it when someone's demon possessed, very rarely, if ever, have I found somebody who was demon possessed that could say the name Jesus. If there was a demon inside of them, they couldn't speak that name. Many times I've seen that happen. And so I hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. That's when I start saying, Lord, I, I, I'm praying here today because I want your kingdom to, to spread across the earth like the waters cover the sea. I want you to save hundreds and thousands of people. God, today, thy kingdom come. Then I say, thy will be done. Father, I want your will to be done in my life. I, I want your will to be done in my friends and in my family. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And then I finally get to the point where I say, give us this day our daily bread. And when I say that, I start naming the things that I need God to do, that I want God to do. Give us this day our daily bread. And I begin to pray for needs. I pray for people. I pray for anything that God lays on my heart, all right? Then I pray, forgive us our debts. Now, you would think you'd have to pray that at the beginning, but this is the model that Jesus gave us. So at that point, I start saying, Lord, forgive me for anything I've done wrong. Forgive me, Lord, for any attitude. Forgive me for any action or lack of action. Lord, just forgive me for anything that's unlike you. I'm sorry. I feel the presence of God again. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And that's the next thing I pray is, Lord, don't let me harbor any ill will toward anybody. Don't let me be upset at somebody. Don't let me be angry with somebody. Don't let me harbor a grudge. Lord, I don't want that in my life. Then I pray, lead us not into temptation. And I spend a few minutes asking God to protect me from every trick of the devil deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom. I'm back to praising him again. I start saying, oh God, the kingdom doesn't belong to the devil. It belongs to you. The kingdom doesn't belong to man. It belongs to you. It's your kingdom. It's your power. It's your glory. And then I begin to praise God. Now, at that point, if I want to go into intercessory prayer, somewhere along that way, my mouth will begin to stammer and tears will begin to flow and I begin to move into the spirit and while i'm praying in the spirit the bible says that the holy spirit will begin to pray for things that i don't even know how to pray for and i'm out of time so i'm not going to go into it but in romans chapter 8 verse 26 it tells us that the the spirit knows what we have need of and so when i'm praying in the spirit the spirit is praying for things that we don't even know what we're praying for but god knows Or it could be somebody that you know very well, but the Holy Spirit is doing the praying for you. That's powerful. God's allowing the Spirit of God to pray through you for things that you need, or things that somebody else needs, or maybe the missionary in Pakistan. It's powerful. And when you get done, you'll say, surely God is in this place. I know I've told you some of these things, but my mama was in a prayer meeting with some new converts, and she got an accessory prayer, and she moved into the realm of the spirit. And pretty soon, there wasn't any noises coming out of her. She was just groaning. The Bible says with was groanings that cannot be uttered. And so the new convert got scared, and she said, "Sister Stoops, and my mom didn't even know she was calling her." Sister Stoops, but she was deep in the spirit that new convert dialed the phone pastor come over here Run away there's something wrong when pastor lowry got to the house the door was unlocked he had to put his shoulder against the door he said he said the power of god was so strong in that living room he said i had to take my shoulder and put it against the door to get that door to open he said i could feel the power of god in that place and all it was was that she had moved into the realm of intercessory prayer hallelujah 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 is there anybody here will let god use you he's calling you to the powerful ministry of intercession when you go to a prayer meeting believe that god is going to use you in intercessory prayer Are you ready all right yeah it's early I just checked lift your hands you remain seated I impart to you in the name of Jesus Christ the spirit of intercession in the name of Jesus you will be powerful in prayer like you've never been before saith the Lord you will be powerful to pray. Your prayers will shake heaven and hell. Your prayers will move people into the kingdom. Your prayers will cause people to be saved. Your prayers will cause people to be healed. For the Lord thy God is calling you and gifting you, imparting to you the spirit of intercession. For the Lord said I looked for a man to make up the hedge and to stand in the gap in Ezekiel's day, and I found none. Therefore, I had to destroy. But in your day, I have called you to be an intercessor. And if you will intercede, I will surely intervene." if you will intercede, I will surely intervene. Is there anybody right now? Hallelujah. Just keep your eyes on the Lord right now. God is imparting to somebody. It could be a young person. It could be an old person or anybody in between. But God, the Lord said, he's giving the spirit of intercession to you. You're going to become so powerful in God that the devil is going to run for his whole when you start praying. not because you're perfect but because you love jesus and because you want god to save many people well i feel the holy ghost in this house and while we're praying church god can fill somebody with the holy ghost everybody ought to get the holy ghost so we can make a difference for ourselves and for everybody else the holy ghost is what gives you the power to make a difference in somebody's life so right now I'm going to ask the Lord to do you a favor. Close your eyes, tip your head back a little bit. You've already repented a thousand times. You don't need to repent again. Open your mouth and begin to praise the Lord. And as you do, God's going to take control of your speech. And He's going to begin to speak to you in a heavenly language. And you're going to be gifted with the gift of intercessory prayer. Now, in the name of Jesus, I say unto you, receive ye the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, let that tongue begin to fly. Let God begin to speak. Will you let God speak? Let God speak to you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah he's lifting you out of the mully grubs he's lifting you out of problems he's lifting you out of troubles he's bringing you into a spiritual place hallelujah and he will never leave you nor forsake you oh hallelujah I feel the Holy Ghost in this house nobody has to lay hands on you right now you can begin to speak in tongues for the first time right now I command it in the name of Jesus Satan is a liar God is true and faithful That's it. Let that tongue fly right now because the Bible says that's the Holy Spirit making intercession. That's the Holy Ghost making intercession, praying for things that you don't know how to pray for, praying for people that you don't even know how to pray for them. But the Holy Ghost is making intercession for you and for them. Oh, there's going to be a boy get out of this service with the gift of intercession. There's going to be a lady and a man that's going to leave here with the gift of intercession. Hallelujah. Dreams and visions and miracles and signs and wonders. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Receive you, the Holy Ghost. Now, as God begins to touch you, If you want to, you can rise to your feet and you can lift your hands as God is touching. If you want to, you can rise to your feet and you can just begin to praise the Lord with everything that's in you. That's all. Just praising God. Hallelujah. I praise you, Jesus. I'm not ashamed to worship the Lord. I'm not ashamed to praise God. I'm not ashamed to lift God up. I will praise Him. I will praise Him. I will still praise Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. That's it. The Lord is gifting people in this house tonight with the gift of ministry of intercession in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. oh lift them up, Lord. We lift you up, Lord. And lift, you're lifting your people up tonight. Hallelujah we're not going back we're not backsliding we're not going back on God we're going forward in the name of Jesus hallelujah blessed be the name of the Lord hallelujah hallelujah yes Lord the gift of intercession the ministry of intercession thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus, it'll save your kids, it'll save your grandkids, it'll save your moms and your dads, it'll save your grandpa and your grandma, it'll save your aunts and uncles and cousins, it'll save you, the gift of intercession, the ministry of intercession, hallelujah. Devil, you can't stop me, I'm still going to intercede, I'm going to pray and believe God, hallelujah. Thank you Jesus what a mighty god we serve angels bow before him hallelujah see when you get into intercessory prayer that's when you can begin to send angels in the name of jesus to places that you can't even go but you can send angels in the name of the lord jesus hallelujah god can do what you cannot We come to a conclusion tonight of this service. I'm going to invite anybody that has a, a desire. And if you have a desire, I want to remind you God put that desire there. So you don't have to convince God, He's already convinced. But if you have a desire to be used of God, to allow God to use you as a, a minister of intercession, intervening on others' behalf praying in the spirit. I want you to come and stand around the front tonight as we dismiss. We're going to stand around the front for just a moment like we always do. But this is calling for people who want to be used of God to pray for others. Quickly, make your way down. Hallelujah. I want to be used of God to pray for others. Not just to pray for myself, but to pray for others. That's my desire. So here I come. Here I am. Here I am, Lord. Here I am, Lord.